Welcome to CRE Success, the podcast. Check us out online at cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now here's your host, Darren Krakowiak. If you've ever wanted to know how to get more people to respond to your emails, then make sure you don't go anywhere. I'm going to give you some simple and effective ideas that will help you keep processes moving forward when you're dealing with clients and prospects on email. Hello there. This is episode 53 of the show. My name is Darren Krakowiak. I equip commercial real estate professionals with proven client attraction and retention systems so they can save time, earn more, and be top performers in their market. It is my pleasure to be speaking to you today. Thank you so much for choosing to spend some time with me. Today's show is brought to you by Released. In 2020, Released launched Credia to provide market insights based on data from tens of thousands of commercial properties globally to help customers better manage their businesses. Now, I'm about to launch into today's topic, but before I do, just a quick invite. I launched an ebook when I launched CRE Success. It's called The Five P's of Commercial Real Estate Success. Hundreds and hundreds of people have downloaded and read the book. And I haven't really talked about it much recently because I've had a few other things going on, but it really is a great resource that's available for free. And it's all about the attributes that I have observed in the most successful people in the industry that I have worked with over 20 years. So if you'd like to uncover some of the secrets of the top 1% in commercial real estate, I think you'll really enjoy the five P's of commercial real estate success. To grab your free copy, you can go to cresuccess.co forward slash ebook. And if you do that, read the five P's of commercial real estate success and let me know what you think of the five P's and some of the stories that I tell in the ebook. CRESuccess.co forward slash ebook. Okay, so today's episode is based on a message that I received from Lisa and Lisa's message is as follows. I need advice, please. How do you handle people not following up on emails? I find once I respond to an email in my mind, it is done and I'm awaiting a response. Work goes on. However, people may not respond in a timely manner. And the email tends to get lost in the mass of emails and sometimes forgotten. What's the best way to keep track of non-responses in emails? I need to keep on top of this to be proactive and not reactive. Thanks for your help. Well, Lisa, thank you for that question. I certainly know what that's like. I can remember a few years ago, really my strategy to keep work moving forward was to try and hit the ball over the net as quickly as possible when I would receive an email and try and bat it back to the client. And I think that a lot of people do feel that, that if you put the ball back in the client's court, then really it's on them and it's their responsibility to respond. But here's the thing. I think that we are responsible for our clients' responsiveness because if we want to keep projects moving forward, 
then we need to make sure that we're getting responses by the date that we need to get those responses by. Because if something goes wrong, I think it's never ideal to say to a client, well, that's your fault for not responding. Um, I think it's better to take on the responsibility to make sure that deadlines are being met and that projects are moving through to completion at the pace that we expect them to. That's going to help us finish projects, get new projects happening. That's going to make projects more likely to be successful. And when I think about sending emails to prospects before people even become clients, well, then that's totally our responsibility, I think, to keep that business development process moving forward. We can't just hit the ball over the net and then think, well, when they get back to me, they get back to me. So let's talk about how we can take on that responsibility and make it more likely that people will respond to our emails. Because I think today versus the past, people are much less responsive on email than they used to be. People are flooded with more emails, but they're also flooded with more notifications and incoming communication from different channels, right? So maybe 10 years ago, email was still the prominent channel, but now people are getting notifications on smartphones and from social media and from different texting platforms and all the rest of it. So let's talk about a few ways that we can get more responses in a timely fashion from our email communication, particularly with clients. And we'll also talk a little bit about prospects as well. So one strategy is to just make sure that we're writing clear, concise emails with easy to understand calls to action. So a call to action, a CTA is a marketing term, but what it means is basically, is it clear to the person what they need to do next? And you may have noticed sometimes when people post on social media, they put, TLDR and TLDR is too long, didn't read. And if you send someone a really long email and somewhere buried in that email is what it is that they need to do and by when, there's a very good chance that they won't actually read what it is that they need to do. So one thing that you might want to do if you do feel that you need to communicate a lot of information is to try a TLDR strategy, too long, didn't read. And at the top of the email, you could put a couple of dot points which say, Below is X, Y, Z. What I need from you is a response by this date at this time. And then they know exactly what they need to do. If they choose to read all the information there, great. If they don't, well, then that is on them. What you need from them, though, is that next step. I think over-communication is good, but not if it's at the expense of action and keeping a process moving in the right direction. So try that strategy, which is the too long didn't read and call people's attention to what they need to do next with a very clear instruction of the deadline and what they need to do. Another thing that you can try is to actually put in the subject line, action needed or response needed or due date, because people receive so many emails every day. If you put that in the subject line, it's probably going to stand out more than other emails. Or if you're in a long email thread where it's the same subject, 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 and they might just not pay attention. If one of the emails is particularly critical and important to moving to the next step, then we want to call that out somehow. And the subject line can be another good way to do that. So the person who receives the email knows that, oh, this is for me. I need to do something about, about that. 
You can also um, follow up your email with a phone call, another touch point, another bit of communication with your client is always good, I think. And the conversation can just be a simple, hey, I've just sent you this email and I just wanted to let you know that I'm looking for a response on this by this date. Does that sound okay? And when you secure the verbal confirmation from the person that they will respond by that date, that makes it a lot more likely that they will follow through on that commitment because they have made the commitment to do so. Um, A couple of ways that you can use technology to remind yourself rather than trying to just keep in your mind about when things need to be followed up by, you could put some sort of flag or reminder in your CRM, in your pipeline, in your project management system about this is the critical date when we need this advice in order to move to the next stage. Another thing you can do is when you're sending emails is just flag the email message for follow-up. And you might put the flag the day of the deadline or the day after the deadline. And if you haven't actually received any response by then, Outlook will let you know that you're expecting a response on that email. And then you can take action and get the person to provide you with what it is rather than you forgetting it and also the other person not having taken action on it. Now, if this Um, delay and responsiveness occurs with a prospect. I think it's a little bit different. Some questions that you can ask yourself are, have you provided a compelling reason for the prospect to reply? Now, I think things like the cadence of how often we follow up and how much we chase them and for how long is a whole nother topic. But just ask yourself, have I earned the right to get a response? Is your relationship or the value that you have delivered so far in this process in proportion to what you're asking to uh, asking for? So if the email is asking for a meeting and it's only the first or second time you've contacted them, then maybe you should reduce your ask and you know ask something like, is this of interest, for example? Reduce the ask, make the ask in proportion to the amount of value or the relationship that you've already built. Another thing that you can ask yourself is, are you speaking to the right person? Now, put yourself in their position and just have a think about if they have what they need to act on your email. Do they need to go and ask somebody else internally before they can follow up? And that can give you some idea of how long you might want to wait before following up with them again. So just being a little bit more patient and understanding that your email to them is not their number one priority can be a good thing to just keep in the back of your mind and not to be too eager when you're following up, particularly, again, if you haven't earned the right to receive a very quick response. So really, the message in today's episode is your responsibility doesn't end when you hit send. It really is up to us to follow up, to make sure that we not only give the people that we're sending emails to all the information that they need to make the decision, but that we put them in the best position to be able to remember to make that decision or to provide that feedback or to respond in a timely manner in the time that we require them to. Ultimately, it is our responsibility. So Lisa, I hope that helps you and I hope that helps you listening as well. It nearly is time to wrap up, but before we do, I just like to ask you, and hopefully I've 
delivered enough value and this request that I'm asking is in proportion to the value that's built up, I just would like to ask you to recommend this content to a friend, to somebody who works in commercial real estate. There isn't really very much free material out there that's made specifically for people in commercial real estate. My aim is to address that. And with your help, hopefully more people can find this content. So if you know someone who might benefit from this, let them know and hopefully they'll become a listener of the show. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to CRE Success, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. For more information about the show, just check the show notes on your podcast app or visit us online at cresuccess.co. 90% of the world's data was generated in the last two years. Credia is a business intelligence and analytics tool for commercial real estate professionals. Using real-time insights, track key portfolio metrics and benchmark against the market so you can make faster and well-informed decisions. With live dashboards and bespoke reporting, impress both your executive team and your property clients. It's time to turn data into your most valuable asset with Credia from Released.